Martinsburg, the citizens celebrated the 22nd Amendment on Wednesday morning, but in their own way. WDBM's Caroline Morris has more. Maybe we're on to something here. Hi, I'm Philip Lumel. Welcome to No Uncertain Terms, the official podcast of the Term Limits Movement for the week of March 4th, 2019. Your sanctuary from partisan politics. We were startled by the popularity of the first ever Term Limits Day last Wednesday. Successful events were held in pockets around the country, and we got some unexpected air cover at the national level. Stacy Selleck, Digital Director at U.S. Term Limits, has been tracking the action and its fallout. Hey, Stacy. Hey, great to be here, Phil. So before we get into all the details and the big picture about Term Limits Day last week, um, I want to ask you personally, how did you celebrate Term Limits Day? I organized a group in Newport Ritchie, Florida, and we had about 14 attendees there. I gave them some swag, t-shirts, hats, uh, literature on term limits. And of course, in Florida, we have the Senate and House resolutions going through for school board term limits. So I talked a lot about that. Um, And then we took some pictures with some signs and things like that. It was a fun event. That's great. I know that all of us, um, as you've been collecting this information and we'll go through some of these events, everybody's doing something different. You know, Um, here in the other side of the state, what we did was we got the names of volunteers over the last several weeks who wanted to show support by putting a yard sign in their front yard. We had some volunteers go around and drop signs in all these people's yards and 130 people asked for a sign. And so we didn't litter the intersection with these signs. We basically just put it on yard. So as people got up to go to work and come home from work that day, they saw that their neighbors support this idea. We also put a banner up over the interpass on busy I-95 during rush hour. And that said, happy Turn Limits Day, February 27th. Um, Several people took pictures of the signs that were dropping in their yards and then sent that around to all their networks saying happy Turn Limits Day, February 27th. And as a matter of fact, I went yesterday, I drove up to another town north of me, and I saw a term limit sign there. One of my favorite uh, things that I saw and that coming across my feed was in Alabama, one of our activists held an event where the state auditors, uh, Jim Zegler, uh, <laughs> attended, and they had a live band, and Jim sang a version of My Cheatin' Heart, that classic Hank Williams Sr. song. Patsy Cline did a version, um, Elvis Presley did a version, Ray Charles did a version, The Killer, Jerry Lee Lewis did a version. Here's Jim Ziegler doing it. You the the way I do. This is Scott Tillman, the National Field Director with U.S. Term Limits, to give you an update on our legislation in the U.S. House and Senate. We've had legislation introduced in both houses. This week, Senator Pat Toomey came on as a co-sponsor for SJR1 in the Senate, bringing our total number of sponsors and co-sponsors to 11. In the House of Representatives, we currently have HJR20, which has 35 sponsors and co-sponsors. Some interesting happenings this week in Pennsylvania. 
There's a special election that's going to be coming up to fill a seat where the representative resigned due to health issues. That seat is going to be filled at a special election. There won't be a primary race for this election, though. It's going to be uh, two candidates, one nominated by a group of Democrats and the other one by a group of Republicans in the district. There was only one delegate for the Democratic side. There are, however, 17 delegates on the Republican side. Of those 17 delegates, 12 of them have signed the U.S. Term Limits Congressional Pledge. I think there was a Capitol Day in uh, Maryland. Is that right? Where they actually, yeah. a bunch of activists went yep. up to the Capitol, went door to door to wish yep. their legislators um, happy Term Limits Day. Maryland and Georgia as well. And in Georgia, they had a Senate vote going on as well, which was a surprise for us. So that was a really nice little icing on the cake for us that we passed unanimously um, in the Senate Rules Committee. Hold on. Let's back up. That's big news. The the Tournaments Convention bill passed a committee in Georgia on Tournaments Day last Wednesday. Yes. Oh, fantastic. And they went in there to the hearing and gave public testimony. Oh, that is tremendous. Oh, yeah. what a way to do That's a <laughs> That's great a, way to spend the day. In action. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Well, good. So we're making progress in Georgia on, and <laughs> right on Tournament Day. That's awesome. Any other events we should point out, individual events? Yeah, well, we had um, at least 16 events in 12 states. Mm -hmm. And of course, you know, whatever volunteer activities around um, as well. And so some of those states were Maine, New Hampshire, Maryland, West Virginia that we mentioned, Michigan, there was a sine wave, Kentucky, South Carolina had a really nice event with some colorful, beautiful pictures. Uh Um, Arizona had a good event. Um, Alabama, we mentioned. Um, And actually, there was a little surprise one in Colorado. I noticed also that there was an event in Kentucky. We had some um, tournament supporters there record some testimonials. Uh, my name is Alan Mills. I'm from Owensboro, Davis County. And um, I am definitely in favor of establishing term limits for Congress uh, simply because when this country was founded, uh, the men who formed this country were citizen legislators. They were not professional politicians. Many of them were lawyers, but most of them were other professions that they went back to when they left Congress and when they moved back to their homes. Even the writers of the Constitution the men and the men who even signed the Bill of Rights did it for the reasons of establishing a nation of citizens, not a oligarchy of a political group that never leaves. And the situation we have right now is that we have people, men and women, in Congress who have been there for decades and they get uh, away from them the people that they're supposed to be representing. They, they move away from them because they're so far removed from being in Washington, D.C. And because of that, they don't really know what's going on in their own district sometimes. My experience was this year that everyone that heard about it was excited about it and wanted to be involved in it. So it's really just a matter, like everything with tournaments, of getting out and engaging people, and they will want to participate. We did get some press coverage. Of course, you know, it helped that Rick Scott's out there um, stomping for uh, term limits as well. So there were some really good videos and he's very helpful in um, promoting term limits. That's part of his package to fix a broken Washington, D.C. Right. He was just interviewed on a news program just last week, again, talking about term limits. But I think I think we ought to have term limits. It was never supposed to be a career job, right? It's supposed to be come from the private sector. You might come from journalism and go up there, you know, for six or you know, twelve years and come back. Can bring your ideas, go see if you can implement them, go home. All right? I mean, there's people up there, you know, 35 years. The other thing is, most companies now don't have pensions. Why do members of Congress have a pension? They're not, 
if they have anything, have a 401k like everybody else does. So don't have a, you know, a special class. Joe Scarborough, host of the Morning Joe program on MSNBC, was once U.S. Representative Joe Scarborough of the 1st District of Florida in the Panhandle. He ran for an open seat and won in 1994, the year the contract with America, with term limits as its centerpiece, swept the Republicans to power in Congress for the first time in 40 years. He was a self-limiter. He served only three full terms in office. A couple years ago at a public speaking event, Scarborough was asked during the Q&A about this issue. You know, I've always asked, what is the one thing you learned in Washington, D.C.? What's the one bill, if you could pass one bill, what would it be? You start with term limits. H.R. 1, term limits. And the reason why is, and I had, I had life experience here talking about Newt. I was one of the 11 guys that told Newt it was time to go back to Georgia. We had a coup against him because we thought that he had forgot why he was elected speaker. Started spending too much money. Every single time, every time I looked around in these back rooms where we were talking and we were actually putting our political careers on the line, every time, all 11 people, I just looked around and I made a note, I'm a slow guy, like I said, I went to the University of Alabama, rolled there, but I picked it up after a while and pretty soon it occurred to me that all 11 of the people that were sitting in a circle with me willing to risk their political career on overthrowing the most powerful guy in Washington, D.C. at the time were all term limited. We all said we're coming up and then we're going home. <coughs> See, because if you're not term limited, then you're worried about getting on the right committee in two years. And then you want to be the right subcommittee chairman five years from now. And then you want to be the right committee chairman 10 years from now. And then you want to be the majority whip 15 years from now. And I mean, seriously, that's how they think. If you know you have eight years, and then you go back home and get a real job, guess what? You'll do the right thing. You'll say, I've got eight years. And at the end of eight years, I want to be proud of what I've done. I want to go back home because I'm going to have to go back and sit in the same diner on Saturday morning with my kids and be held accountable for what I did when I took the people's vote and I took the people's money and I went up to Washington, D.C. We don't have that now. Wake up! Hi, this is Scott, and I'd like to let everyone know about some different events happening around the country. There are many political conferences taking place all over the U.S. this year. These are events where activists go to network and learn. Some are for conservatives, some for libertarians, and some for progressives. U.S. term limits will be attending the libertarian-leaning conference Freedom Fest July 17th to 20th in Las Vegas. We will also have a booth at the progressive Netroots Nation conference July 11th to 13th in Philadelphia. And we may even have a panel at Netroots. Listen next week for an update. We will also have a booth at the Western Conservative Summit, which is at the Colorado Convention Center, July 12th and 13th. Listen next week to hear about additional events where Terminal supporters can find us. So how can we um, judge how many people we reached or how our reach was expanded on this day versus other days? By far, the best place that we excelled, actually skyrocketed, was Twitter. It was 60 times the amount of a normal day, wow. our Twitter impressions, 60 times. I was like, un it's unbelievable. Wow. Basically, there were two posts that did that. And the reasons why I'll tell you, um, 
Austin put out a phenomenal post about why we selected that day as, you know, uh, anniversary of presidential term limits. Mm -hmm. And that got shared by four U.S. senators, three congressmen, several state legislators, a lot of big um, influencers. And the one post that I put out there, which was because uh, Nikki Haley just started an advocacy group and part of her platform is term limits. She's a former U.N. ambassador, and she shared our posts. So wow. those really went – I mean, for us, it's viral. That's tremendous. So wait a minute. Who were these four senators? Who were the four senators that uh, retweeted our Tournament's uh, Day stuff? Rand Paul, um, Rick Scott, Ted Cruz, and ah, – I don't have the last one. Oh, well, that's that's the national air cover I mentioned in the intro. That is fantastic. Uh, now, that really extended our reach. And that's what Tournament's Day was all about. Well, that's it for Tournament's Day 2019 and also for this week's podcast. If you put a sign out in your yard for Tournament's Day, please keep it in your garage for next year. Put Tournament's Day, February 27th, on your calendar for 2020. Now that we have seen the power of this idea, you can bet it'll be bigger and better next year. Stay connected with the Term Limits Revolution. The first step is subscribing to the No Uncertain Terms podcast. Use the podcast app already installed on your iPhone or use iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher. Don't miss a single episode. Thank you. We'll be back next Monday. The revolution isn't being televised. Fortunately, you have the No Uncertain Terms podcast. 